All right, welcome to this edition of On the Sideline with Coach AD. Hey guys, I got a special treat for you today. I had the honor and pleasure of being able to sit with a, a young man uh, I admire, that I love as a brother. We've got a long history together. Mr. Leroy Allen uh, gave me my first opportunity to coach over 20 years ago. And I, I, I haven't looked back and I haven't regretted. And I'm just, I'm just thankful for my brother. Leroy, welcome to On the Sideline. Yeah, good morning, brother. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. And so from the 30,000 foot view, man, share with our audience the 30,000 foot view of Leroy Allen. Uh, you can take it back to childhood up and throughout your progression. That's, that's a heck of a uh, starting question. You're going back. Growing up in Southeast DC, I remember my mom taking me to my first CYO basketball game at PH. My mom didn't play, my dad played a little bit, but just really didn't know anything about the game. So my mom just said, look, you just need some exercise. Out into the gym and, and from day one, man, I fell in love with the game of basketball. I remember my first Al Hawkins, yeah, just a big lazy kid. He was patient with me. And I think that's the first thing I learned about the game of basketball is to be patient. And then from there, I had no idea from that time how that was going to shape me to the person I am today and to the connections and, and then how I will be one day playing for one of the all-time greatest basketball coaches to be able to go to school for free as a young man in Southeast D.C. I didn't see that vision for my life. I think, I'm thankful every day for my mom just putting me in that position, believing in me, and trusted that I would pick this game up and that I would uh, be able to just have a wonderful experience um, with the game. And then from CYO, and then to be in the position to be one day at Coach Morgan Rudin's basketball camp, which thousands and thousands of young men have come through. And to be there knowing that that's something my mom had that vision for me. But I still didn't sense that because, again, of course, social media back then didn't exist. I didn't know what, what this big umbrella of the math basketball was all about. And sure enough, I received a letter from the math academy high school saying I've been accepted. And then from there, obviously, my life changed forever. Oh, man, that's an awesome, awesome story. And I was with you some experience I've had with Morgan as well. And this is one of the things in terms of our past, the similarities or commonalities, as I like to say, we both went to Damatha. I graduated in 1978. Uh, I did not have the fortune to play. I didn't necessarily go to Damatha to play basketball, although I was very familiar with the success of their program, of who Morgan Wood was, some of the great players that up until that time had gone there and matriculated through that program. So when I had an opportunity to actually sit with Morgan and just talk and think about the impact that he had on me, and he helped me my senior thesis when I was graduating from Washington Bible College. I remember the final part of that paper I wrote, I only wish that I had, had had an opportunity to play for him. Like how much different, you know, because I saw the impact that he had on so many. And like you said, direct and indirect. And man, this kid right there to mentorship, because that's something that I really, really focusing on at this stage of my life. 
because that's not something that was taught to us that I remember growing up. It was an unspoken understanding. You man, you got to go get it, find your way, make your way. And asking for help wasn't necessarily something that we were taught to do. We were taught to figure it out. I can speak for myself. But now I think it's becoming more common now for mentoring and life coaching, not basketball coaching I'm talking about now. And so talk to me about mentorship because I, I know that you've had some powerful people that have influenced your life and one person in particular that has influenced both of our lives. Share with us about I'm going back to my CYO, well, PH. And at the time, you know, the late, great Rudy Burden, he was the athletic director of the program at that time. I was playing, I was playing midget ball. And I remember uh, Coach Rudy was uh, coaching the juniors. And I just couldn't wait to be part of his program and play for him. And that was right at the time of transition where my family moved from D.C. to Maryland. And so the time for me to come to play for Coach Rudy, I was living in Maryland there. And it was a tough transition for my, my parents to get me back and forth over there. I had to make a decision to play for my junior high school team in Maryland. It will play for Coach Rudy. And knowing the strains it was putting on my family as well. My mom been at work, they're trying to get me across town and so forth. And I made a very tough decision to play for my junior high team just because I knew it would have been easier for my mom. So I never got a chance to actually play for Coach Rudy. But again, though I never played for him, he was my life coach. He, he said, hey, I understand. I'm going to be there for you. He was that godfather, you know, that father figure for basketball. I didn't have my own biological father. And, and from that time on, until his passing, he was instrumental in my basketball career. The time came to choosing. He said, I cannot be more proud of you. And he knew Coach Wooten personally. Did you have an opportunity to go to the math and play with Coach Wooten? And, you know, he was at every game. You know what I'm saying? He was there for my decision-making to go to college, to my decision-making to get married. He was there every step of the way. You're talking about a mentor. And then, then you know, that soft handoff, Coach Wooten, you know, in my life. And then, you know, to his passing, you know, he was there for me. Anytime I needed him, pick up the phone to say, Coach, can I put your name as a, as a, as a reference for me, a recommendation? And I mean, I mean, doors that open for me. Right, right. Um, and so again, right off the bat, I had two great, you know, mentors, you know, at an early age in my life. And then, um, then when I graduated from college, I came under, under the mentorship of uh, Coach George Leftwich. Um, you know, great player at Carroll High School, great high school coach. We coached at UDC together. And then, you know, he mentored me. He gave me my first experience as a college basketball coach. So I'll never forget that, that experience I had with him. And then from there, I got, I came under the tutelage of Al Gore and, and Al Gore, Al Riley Gore from, you know, from Slam and Jam AAU program. Now he just walked me through every principle of AAU basketball to help, you know, help propel me to, to have the success I had as an AAU coach. You know, Lou Wilson. You know, great coach here in PG County, now at Wise, had been a long, long time at Largo, been under his tutelage. So I'm thankful for that. You know, you know, even my college coach, Dick Burr, was a great mentor for me as well. So again, I have, I have had great mentor, you know, starting, I said, with Coach, with coach Burton and, and Coach Morgan from the jump. Hey, man, 
you know, I, I could feel your emotion, man, when you mentioned Rudy, man. Rudy was such an awesome guy, man. I, I got to go back through my files. I got some pictures of us. You know, it was me, you, and Charles, man, on that sideline, bro. That was some good times, man. You know, when I got the job at Washington Bible College, you know, I had bought, I had bought Coach Rudy over to McNamara. Okay. You know, and, you know, because I just, me, I said, we needed some experience because we were so young. This is uh, after we won the championship, the only championship Bishop McNamara back in 95. And the next year, I get the job at Washington Bible College for my first call. I said, hey, Coach, I just got the job at Washington Bible College. I need you. I need you. He said, you, he called, he said, you little joker, you know, I, and I just came and I respected that. Cause then again, he told me about how important it is to be accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, and he stayed that one year, this, this commitment. He said, but just hold my seat, <laughs> you know? And, you know, then he came and joined us, you know, that following year. And, and again, I couldn't ask for a better dream team as far as coaches, you know, as far as young men who I trusted, young men that I wanted to share this experience with and just had the same passion that I had. Yeah, let's talk about, man, I know that, I mean, just in terms of your success as a coach, the longevity that you've had, the, the, the various age groups that you touched, probably the one thing that you, I don't think that you haven't done that I have had the opportunity was to go on the girl side, which was a blessing really, because I, I believe and feel that my greater portion of my success has been on that side in terms of the young ladies that um, I've had the opportunity to coach and influence that have gone on to play Division One on um, basketball. I've coached multiple McDonald's on American. I've coached multiple Gatorade players of the year on the girls' side. So, you know, it's not about me per se, but I just, like, those are the things that I've had the opportunity to, to experience. But talk about for Benny, because you mentioned AAU. You... Now you've spanned a variety of platforms. Let's talk about that because I know that you had a journey and I'm going to circle back. I'm going to give you a chance to answer, but I had a great conversation with a gentleman I was interviewing for a baseball coach just earlier this week. So, but let's talk about that experience in terms of college, high school, AU, you know, you've done the whole game. Just kind of share about that. Well, again, again, after graduating from college, you know, I knew right away that, you know, anything to pursue anything other than pro basketball, that wasn't in my future. And I was very fortunate and blessed to be able to, to land the assistant coaching job at the University of District of Columbia as an assistant basketball coach. under Coach George left, which did that for about three years. So that in itself was a, it was a great outing experience for me to, you know, still have that passion game. We still be close to the game. And to be able to say, hey, I can, I can make this a career, you know? And I remember, and I know I shared it with you before, I remember going out to, out to the Final Four one year. And I went to the Black Coaches Association meeting they have every year. And, and again, being that sponge, I'm trying to meet as many people as I can. And I remember sitting at this little round table, about eight minutes. And we was talking, and it was just talking about you know, going out on the road, they were talking about getting that next great player. They were talking about doing all this, having the success they had, how many times they was away from home and what it's going to take and so forth. And I'm sitting there, I'm just sitting there listening to the stories and I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds good. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm young, 22, right out of college, you know, I can do this, you know? And then they went around the room and 
each one of the eight men around the table of the nightmare had all had one thing in common. They were divorced. And it did, it, it just, it was like, something came over me like, wow. You just, you know, it's like you, you planted this great, great story. Then all of a sudden you just deflated it and said, well, you guys all divorced now. So the game came bigger than, you know, say life and happiness and being a father and, you know, being a husband. And, and right there, I realized like, you know what? I don't know about what it is. You know, I wasn't thinking about marriage at this time, but I think down the road, I was thinking about marriage. Mm -hmm. So then I say, ah, whew. but again, 22, 23 years old. Uh, you know, that's what I'm, I'm going to do. And then from, from my college experience, I went right to high school with Eleanor Roosevelt and uh, ended up coaching JV, being a substitute teacher. And then having that experience and taking some of that teaching I just learned in college and taking it and bringing it on this, high, on this high school JV level. And then from there, I think where I went to here, then I'm trying to think from there, go back, run that turn. And then, again, I was in a relationship with my male wife for 27 years. And then I had to step away from basketball for a little while because of the fact that, you know, we were starting a family and the toll it was taking for me there. And I was coaching high school ball. I think I was at McNamara then. I remember my son being, you know, my oldest son being married. I mean, being born on city title Sunday. Mm -hmm. We won the city title. And then, you know, then I knew I had to walk away because then my second son came and, and it was just too much my wife at the time and, and at the time, yes, I mean, being a father was more important than being a basketball coach. And then, then able to get back into the game a little bit. And I remember, you know, dragging my sons in their carriages, you know, to, to the gym and everything. And, and then, you know, then going into AAU basketball, you know, my son got a little older and then my thing was, I wanted to be a parent. You know, and I'm sitting in the you know, I'm sitting in the gym watching my son's practice or some some other guy, and I'm sitting here saying I have all this basketball knowledge, and I'm sitting here watching somebody who's not knowledgeable as me and uh, as I am. I'm on I'm a tearing, and I said, you know what, you know, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? And so I got back. I got coaching the AAU, not to actually coach my sons, but because I felt that the fresh, I was a, I was a coach. And so, and then I started coaching them and then I coached middle school at Riverdale. And again, I was humble enough. It wasn't, it wasn't about, you know, I was a big time assistant basketball coach. So it was nothing wrong with me take a JV, take a JV job or be a middle school coach, be an AAU coach for eight under team. Again, it was coaching. And I didn't put, and I tell that, and the coaches always ask me, why would you, what I learned and what I taught and what I received at math, at UDC, at Hostra. I took it to my seven, my seven, seven under eight, another team and taught them basketball because basketball don't have an age number on it. It's correct. Right. Yeah, man. And so that, yeah, that's a great segue because going back to the conversation. So I was interview, interviewing uh, a gentleman for our middle school baseball job. And we would talk, he and I were having a conversation prior to the actual interview. And he was just, he was, I'm not sure how we got there, but we were talking about youth sports and, and, and he was just saying how, how basically youth sports these days is so convoluted with, with the pressure and the, the this and the that and the order, the, the, you know, the accolades and the, and the ear and the, you know, all the stuff that's, that's, you know, the recruiting right now. And 
in middle school and, and elementary school, right? But then he, you know, he was like, well, I said, well, I, he, he was just saying it was too much, right? And I said, well, I don't know. Um, I said, our, our coach club, and, and we, you know, we would travel, we would go on over the place. And I'm like, would it, you know, if, if not for that, would these young people have an experience? Um, and he said, well, what age group? And I said, well, primarily high school students. He said, yeah, but what about the youngers? And it made me think about you. And I think about, and I'm going to tell you some, a specific example. You had played when you were coaching the Trailblazers and you guys played some team from Texas one year. The following year, you know, and, and everything is big down there. Now I'm in Texas, right? So I see it now, right? Everything is big. You know, Joker's got, got a little bank and they don't mind flowing their bank, right? But the guy, right, I think now, I'm hoping I'm going to tell the story right. He he not he flew your team to Texas, picked you guys up at the airport in a charter bus, right? And then as part of that whole experience, y'all went to, to the Cowboy Stadium, which I know that just floated your boat, you know. I don't know how you're a cowboy fan from DC, but anyway, I, I digress. Tell me about that, man, because I know like those guys probably will never forget that experience. You know what? You know, you bring that up as the Texas Titans coach. And again, for me, it was not about winning. I just wanted to game of basketball. Toward the game of basketball, that eight another team, we went, we only lost one game. And that's what happened to be the national championship. <laughs> and and I remember my kids were distraught. And I'm like, okay, what am I, what am I going to tell them? After we just, you know, we were undefeated. No, oh, yeah, we lose that championship game. Point so, and I told us, okay, that can go to the pool when we get back to the hotel because I, tr- I treat it like a business. They said, Well, coach, everybody's going to the pool. No, nah, bro, we ain't coming here to go to the pool. I said, We can fool the rest of the summer. We're here to win the national championship. And I told him, I said, You know what? This, this is bigger than just this one game. But one day, I want to be able to, to sit at y'all's wedding, watch you guys be standing up there for one each another. At the end of the day, and they, I don't know what my players told me. They told me get married, and I need to get, I need to get all the players' names like that. But so again, that success led to the nine under, and we go back and get to the final four again. And again, our aspirations winning that championship. We just lost last year. Get back to the final four, and we lose to the Texas Titans in the sem, in the semi in the semifinal. Okay. And so then the next year at ten and under, Des Moines, Iowa, my favorite, my favorite city. We go back, we play again, go to the Final Four again. We beat the Texas Titans. We get to the national championship game. We win the national championship game. And then from that, of course, in AAU, when you win, you're doing the things the right way. People recognize it. Rick recognized that. And we had a great relationship. had a great relationship with the Texas Titans coach in that family. That's what happened in AAU. You, you garnish that respect. And like you said, you know, then, then, you know they, used to come to, they used to come to Merlin playing tournaments and they decided to run their own tournament and said you know say hey like, love for you guys to come out he said coach we'll love to support you but just not built like that financially to be able to just fly out to texas and play your tournament but thank you for the you know for asking he said no i'm no way i'm going to invite you but we will we want to we want to financially support you you know we will fly your team one parent you know with you, hotel accommodations, and everything. And I said, I said that was an easy sell to my parents. Right, you know? right. 
And so, and so we did that. And, and, and the thing, and the tournament, the tournament was so well ran. They, they ran all the teams that made it to the final four. And you know, some tournaments you get to, you might not even play the Texas Tech, but somebody might lose. So it was just a round robin, make sure everybody played. And I get to my hotel room, bro. I can't even get into my hotel room because there's boxes of stuff in my room. And I'm like, and then I call my team mom, I said, you got to get down here. She said, well, I can't get out of my room either because there were boxes in her room too. And, you know, they give they giving everybody the bag, the basketball, all the players. And then they gave us watches, man. It's like, it was like I was going to a college tournament. They ran through. It was unbelievable. And, so of course, we played the last game. And I'm telling you, it's, it had to be like five, 6,000 people. We played them. We played in that. It, it was a triple overturn game. And I got to the point, I told the coach, because it was on a sun, Sunday, we had to leave. Because I fight back home. I said, man, let's just call this thing a draw. Because, yeah, there was no trophies and nothing caught over. Right. And he said, Coach, we, we don't hold the plane. Don't worry about it. We're going to finish this game. And I said, I said, y'all going to hold the plane? I said, okay. And the next thing I know, you know, Frank Howard, you know, great, great guard with the Syracuse, hit a shot, man. And, you know, at the buzzer, we ended up winning. And it was just, you know, just camp, just a great weekend and experience. Like you said, you know, they, you know, they knew I was a cowboy fan and, you know, they, 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 they invited us and took us in there, had a suite at Texas stadium and had opportunity for the first time to go to a Dallas cowboy game and went to a Dallas Maverick game. And they just treated us so good. It was just nothing but, you know, you know, the owner was a Christian man and, and he just saw the way we did things and saw how we, you know, and it just, you know, was able to just, you know, allow us to experience that. That's something, like you said, I'll never, our team will never forget. No, that's, that's great, great story, man. And I do remember, I think I, think I still got a, there was a, a, a article written on you and, and that group. It was in the PG, one of those PG County newspapers. I can't remember the name of the paper, but you were going to come. And there, I think it was, it was at a practice. Matter of fact, the practice was at Washington Bible College. Hey, and uh, I still have that article, man. Because I was just a post. I got this. Yeah. Was, it was from the Washington Post. And you're right, man. Just the success from that team, man. Just, just you could tell that God had a hand on, on, a, on our team and our program and the way we did things. And, you know, my players bought in. It was just, it was just an amazing, amazing, amazing run. And even to the point that the Washington Post had a team fly down to Florida with us to cover us. You know, we had wow. people donate money to us. How can we support the team? They were, they was following our success. And like, we finished third that year, but it was an amazing, amazing run. That's awesome. And, and that speaks a lot to your, to your integrity, your character. I, I did a basketball camp and on the back of my the t-shirts, I had character mass. And that guy was the same that I, I thought just appropriate, right? For young people to understand like who you are and what you do, no matter who's watching or if no one's watching, it matters. And I know that that was something that you instilled in young men along your way, man. I know you had to step away for a little while too. And you mentioned family, man. And, and I have the honor and privilege of knowing your family, knowing your beautiful wife for 27 years. And I applaud you. With that, because I think we right around the same out anniversaries are around the same time. Yeah. I, I remember once I we went to you, you, myself, Arlene, and Charles and Steph, we went to 
and Lisa, we went to a concert. We went to, we went to the concert to see our Shirley season. Exactly. Man, that was awesome time. But family, man, talk to me about family because another thing that I really admire, and I was trolling, you know, we were talking about social media earlier. I was trolling Ali's page, and I look at those the pictures, there, and I see, man, like, and I know because I've seen it firsthand, but just the importance, the significance of family. You come from, that you espouse, that you, the adjectives are escaping me now. I know how important that is to you. And your family structure, your family support has always been something that I've admired. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about family. Well, I mean, obviously you go back to the coach Wooten and, you know, the fourth, one of the top things he said, you know, first is it's God first. Family. And then maybe basketball. <laughs> right. And so again, and just enough the principles that, you know, just that I've been, you know, at an early age that he instilled in me, you know, having that personal relationship with Christ, you know, and then me taking it to, you know, take, able to take it to the next level, commit my, my, my life to Christ and walking that walk. And then my family, you know, again, as I mentioned, my mom, my mom had a, have a, had a vision for, for me and my brother. And then. You know, for me to then realize that vision, what it, you know, you know, what she said, she just, she just put it in a place to be successful. That took that vision and did the same thing with my son. You know, who would envision that two, my, my two selves went to two different high schools. But again, it was about finding their strengths and putting them in the position to be successful and for them to support, you know, and one of my biggest, proudest moments is, you know, see my sons graduate from college, you know, my oldest son, Tyler from Columbia. And then my son, Tyler, I mean, Terrell graduated from UCF and now, you know, pursuing his master's degree from Georgetown University. And, and just to support, you know, every step of the way, every, you know, you know to, to celebrate the different milestones that we've able to accomplish, you know, from my son's graduating from college, from, you know, my son's basketball games, our family used to, you know, we, you know, we'll have, we go 25 deep down to Florida, rent homes, you know, to go and support him. And. And then opportunity to ice on the cake for him to come back to Georgetown his senior year. And, you know, it, you know, every night we have 30 tickets, you know, and, you know, being able to support him and be there for him, it's just been amazing. And then even now him playing pro ball in Turkey, you know, you can see on the YouTube channel, the numbers go up because family members are, you know, watching, supporting him. And, you know, just, you know, it's just great. And, and, and then going all the way back to my mom, you know, just being, always being there, being that cheerleader. You know, and, you know, it's still not in Arlene, it's still not in Lina, you know, you know, my, my nephew will be, you know, a senior at Delaware, you know, and, you know, closed out a great college career. And my niece now at, at the Hearst Dance in Boston. It's just, we're just so, you know, we're just so blessed, just, you know, and again, I, again, go back to my mom's vision, putting her son in, in great position to be successful. And we taking that and now instilling in, in our sons and, and our children, the sons and daughters. And it's just been just been amazing, you know, and then just the family support being there. And then like I got to share with you just on yesterday that my brother and I are getting back into coaching, <laughs> awesome. then, you know, just, and once, you know, once everything opened up, you know, Natty, you know, you know, I can't wait for my mom to see a buff coach on the sideline together, you know, for the first time. And so that's exciting. Uh, they had an opportunity as well to do that. Just come full circle from that standpoint. Absolutely. Well, this is. Oh, the last question. I'm going to give you the last word 
I usually give my guests the last word, but the last, the last question that I want to ask you is with respect to life, day-to-day life, can you share with us the daily disciplines that you have propelled you? Because it doesn't happen by accident, right? It has to be, it has to be strategic goals, plans, you know, dreams, but you have to take action in order to make those things happen. And so what would you say for yourself or Leroy Allen with what are some of your daily disciplines that you believe propelled you to where you are today? Oh, well, you know, I was like you said, it goes back again from day one, you know, God first, you know, to wake up every morning and just give God all the honor and praise for just to see another day, just give me health and strength, you know, to have that quiet time. You know, every morning I set out devotionals to over 50 people or, you know, just keeping them encouraged because you just don't know who you touch it or, you know, you know, who somebody, you know, one of your family members or friends may be going through something you might not even know. And these devotions that I send them, and I know I think I send you a couple as well, mm-hmm. that, you know, I get a call later on and say, man, that was right on time. I needed that. And, you know, just being purposeful, you know, especially during this time, at the end with this COVID, man, you know, be able to pick up the phone and just check on a friend, check on a family member. Uh, I'm an outgoing person. I'm, a, I'm an extrovert. And this is probably one of the toughest things that I had to go through. You know, be be in my office all day, and I got to turn the TV on just so I can hear some chatter, <laughs> so I can make it through the day right now. But uh, you know, I mean, you know, you know, and one of the things Coach Munoz said, you know, just be the best you can be, yeah. the best you Royale you can be. And you know, I try not to do nobody, no, I don't try to be anybody who I can't be. I live every day to you know, like I said, to love my family, be respected by my community. I walk through the neighborhood all the time. And, you know, one of the, one of the things folks wouldn't say, the best thing you could tell somebody is say yes or no. And wow. say hello. You know, man, you know, and to be able to speak in that way and, and just, and just live life to the fullest, man. And now, you know, our days are numbered, you know, and, and even more now, there's the COVID, man. So living life to the fullest to the best I can. Obviously, I can't go out and do all the things, but, you know, this is a time to reconnect, you know, had my oldest son been home for the past, you know, since March. And without this, I wouldn't have had this experience with him. You know, I was in my relationship with my wife, you know, is closer, you know, and my father lives with me and, you know, him this time, you know, it's just sitting back and watching the game together, watching the movie together, having, you know, dinners together. You know, it's like, you know, you know, you know all this thing is happening. God, it's purposeful, you know? Yeah. You know, and it's just, you know, about bringing the family together. Obviously, we can't bring the, the gigantic family together. But sometimes that intimate family time that's been missing. And, you know, even when Terrell was home before, prior to him leaving the church, I mean, every night, let's sit down and, you know, say, hey, talking about your future, how can we help support you? What do we need to do? And just, you know, just about again, go back to our mom and her vision. And so that's been a great time for us to do that. Did your dad still playing golf? Man, every chance he gets. Much as I love, I, I love the game, man. I just don't love playing the game. I got a chance to go out twice in last month. You know, we have our, you know, our eighty-three class open golf tournament, and Robert Roach, our point guard at the map, who I haven't seen since graduation. Wow! 
he connected the coach and coach Ruben Cyril and he's coming down and we have had a time now to reconnect because we lost almost 30 years and not, you know, not, not being connected. He came down and played in the tournament and, you know, he was always on the same team and just for five hours, man, we just, you know, caught up, you know, when I had dinner that night and just talk about coach Ruben, we talk about our time as the Mathlet and talk about life, where we are on our, you know, on our marriages, when I'm being fathers. It was just like, before you know, it was two o'clock in the morning, you know, you know, you know, now we talk every week now. And that's, again, that just goes back to the Damatha Brotherhood, you know, that, you know, I mean, I just, I'm so thankful. Yeah. My mom dragged me to take that test, go to the Damatha. She saw something <laughs> I saw in myself. Right. And, you know, I got, you know, I see, I got my Damatha shirt on now. You know, that's how much it means to me and what Damatha has done for me that, you know, as a daily, every time I get a chance to, you know, speak about the matter, speak to one of some of my fellow brothers, shoulder that stood on, and you know, it's it's a blessing. No, absolutely, man. I, again, you know, just in terms you say to talk about prideful moments, there's definitely one for myself. Um, you know, in terms of being able to say that I graduated uh, from that institution, and, and to see, like, to go back you know, now and in, in, in relationship to what it was like before in terms of just the physical campus, it's like a whole different school almost. And so it's, it's great to see the longevity. It's great to see the ongoing success, not just of the athletic program, but the overall, you know, every, you know, everything that happens in that school happens well, they do it well. And they've been recognized um, nationally and internationally. So definitely, you know, you know, just kudos, man, to to the school, to to those who are in charge of administrating the school right now. Definitely proud to say that I am a staff. But uh, hey, man, I I I don't have nothing else, man. If you, I mean, we could no. I, let me take that back. We could literally sit here, Brian, like you said, till two o'clock in the morning. I got some other stuff to do, and I know you do too. But hey, man. I want you to take the last word, anything you want to be with the folks, man. I know I, I've always looked at you as a friend, a brother, um, a brother in Christ. Again, those, those superlatives can go on and on. I'm thankful, man. I can't call you friend and vice versa. The impact that you've had on my life. And, and I've never hesitated to share that. I mean, I've never hesitated to share that, you know, Leroy Allen gave me my first coat, and I, I, I often say, like, dang, man, I wish I could have did this earlier. Like, I probably would have been one of them cats sitting at the table, right? <laughs> so yeah. thankful now because I, I, like yourself, my wife and I, this past September, celebrate 27 years of marriage as well. So I'm very extremely thankful for that, man. But any parting words for our, for our guests, for our yeah. uh, audience? Well, of course, I just want to leave with Jeremiah 29, 11. For you know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. You know, brother, you know, like you said, you know, you come alongside me at the time we had, we had a special, special bond. And I just wanted to to just, you know, grow that thing the best we could. I wanted to come alongside you to lift you up during that time that you were in. You know, being a student, I'm so proud of you being a graduate of Washington Bible College, the time that we spent there. And, you know, you know, and then you went on in the success you had in the coaching. And again, and what about me having no tree? 
And again, like I said, it was just about, you know, me planting that seed. Someone planted that seed in me. I've been selfish not to be able to not and just hold it all in and just keep it, you know? And then I was able to, you know, give it to you and I'm glad you ran with it. And that's what I wanted you to do. That's when I brought you on the staff because I know you had that passion for the game. I wanted you to take it to the next level, which you did. And that's all I want to do now. I mean, again, I, got, I didn't get back into coaching. Again, I really wanted to come alongside and help somebody else. Because again, like I said, I've given, I've given a chance, you know, and I just wanted to do the same thing. So again, just, just hope for a future. Right now, it's, it's dim, you know, but again, just to stay encouraged, you know, we got to lean on each other, you know, you just don't know or someone that coming through. You just don't know what this doing, you calling me and having an interview, what, what it's done for me lift my spirits and just give me confirmation that yes, me getting back into coaching is the right thing to do right now. So I'm thankful for that. You know, just jumping up those men. Cause again, I was fearful to get back into coaching because I was afraid that I would not have the same success I had before. You know, and and then I thought about it, it was just just be yourself. That's it. You know. And if we successful again, then this would you know that was supposed to be, you know. But again, just working with these young men today and now it's just, just reassurance, you know, you know, you know, it's to, you know, hope for the future. These young men, they have a future too. And I'm going to do everything can I can to do and make a positive impact on them as well. So I'll stay a positive impact in my life and my family's life. And you just don't know, man, you being out at that Houston game, supporting Terrell, you know, I'm jealous for you. You know, the heck of a game. You know, we're there. That was, I didn't know, okay, remember, cut the camera. Hey, man, I was in that, it was packed, man. It was, it was noisy. And them dudes was battling, man. It was battling. And I, 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 I was very happy that I could represent you and your, and, and Arlene to be there in that moment. Uh, I actually went up to the SMU game as well up in Dallas, man. So, you know, I don't look at this like, it was like, well, do I have something else? No, it wasn't. It was no second thought. Like Terrell is going to be in town. Terrell is in the state, right? And down in Lano, you know what I mean? Like you could drive. I've driven six hours and still been in Texas, man. Exactly. You know, I'm going to be honest. Like you could drive, you know what I mean? It's a huge place, but I, it wasn't nothing going to keep me from being at those those two events, man. And I, I was very proud of, of my nephew to see him, man, just doing his thing, leading his team. In both instances, now um, just the fact that he's going on has gone on to play professionally. You know, I just remember, you know, I was thinking about this day we, you know, we had to do a church league team, and I, I was like coaching. I was, you, you was like, how you do it? You, you should. You, I, I was trying to get early. You know, I was giving everybody equal playing time, but it was like, man, you should have started them early and then let them. I went. Terrell was crying. Tyler was crying. AJ was crying. I was like. God, dang, man, I blew it, right? <laughs> but that was a heck of a growing experience. Even now, I remember that, man. That was, that was a crazy time. Right, yeah, but we appreciate the love, man. And I know Terrell appreciates you being there. Going, again, he's always loved to have family there. And you family, bro. Love you, bro. Uncle, Uncle Anthony, man. So, appreciate it. God bless, man. Have a blessed day, man. Please say hello to your family for me. Yeah. Uh, say, say, brother. At least yeah. I miss. We love you, man. We love you too, man. Real. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk soon. Let's do it, brother. All right. Be safe. All right. Be straight. All right. Later. 
Hey everyone, it's your man, Coach AD here. I want to thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of On the Sideline with Coach AD. I want to remind you too that you can catch all the latest episodes on your favorite podcast platform. Wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, you can catch On the Sideline with Coach AD. You can also see the full video version on Coach AD TV on YouTube. Please like, follow, and subscribe, and share uh, with your family and friends if you found this content to be helpful and entertaining. We want to remind you that you can support us on our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash on the sideline with Coach AD. And then lastly, contact us if you're interested in being a guest on the show or maybe you even have a show idea that you would like to share with us. Or maybe you're a business owner that would like to promote your business on our show or come on uh, on the show to promote your business. You can accomplish all of these things by shooting us an email at anthony at dynamiccoachingconcepts.com. Again, thank you for your support, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of On the Sideline with Coach A.D. Peace and blessings. Coach A.D., I'm gone.